Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Are you ready? It's the Roundtable with me, Robert Bannon. Well, it's a hundred roundtables on the Broadway Podcast Network. How did this happen? I don't know. Why did this happen? I don't know. What does it mean? I don't know. But we're going to find out because I am doing something I hate, or as my students know me to say, I loathe, loathe giving away control. So I figured it was time to flip the switch and for the first time ever on the roundtable. I mean, Robbie's come on. People have come on. They planned a birthday, but nobody has interviewed me. And Adrian Garzillo is here to interview me. Hello. I think there's even a way to look. Watch, watch. Oh, nope. I still am on the right side. I tried to switch it around so that, you know, she could be on my side and I could be on your side. And if you're watching us, you saw it. But if you're listening to us, it doesn't matter. Adrian? Hello. Uh, no, she's, she's, Adrian has been, Adrian Garzillo has been with us running down the award shows. Yes. And giving our hot takes and controversy. I, I Are you ready for this, Robert? I mean, no. I, I think I've got some pretty good questions, but I, I want you to kind of share, you know, be a little honest. Listen, I'm not, I'm not Oprah. You have been compared to Oprah. I am not Oprah. Yeah. Maybe a little Kelly Clarkson. I'll take it. That's or cute. Sherry Shepard. I'll take one of those. That's cute. I like that. I like that. We're ready for Adrian's podcast. Adrian is the first person who brought up a podcast to me. She was supposed to do a podcast. Not Robert Bannon. Adrian Rodilla <laughs> was supposed to. And I guess you'll hear my journey because this was never intended to be a thing. Well, now uh, Adrian's going to take her real estate license test. So we'll see, see what happens. Life changes every day, eh? It does. It does. And we did 100 of these podcasts opposed to 250 plus YouTube interviews. You, ha- you have quite an array of content, my friend. Uh, yeah, and I'm not even as good at at curating it as some people are, you know. But but we're tr- we're, we're we are we're we. I'm very proud and excited to be here on BPN for 100 episodes and uh, on the YouTube and ev- everywhere else. All right, so I'm going to begin here, and and can I just say thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network because I think it's wonderful that they gave you this wonderful opportunity to share even more and bring more of the viewers that watch you to the Broadway podcast network and see what they're about and, and bring in more viewers. And, and I'm, I'm happy to be a little small part of that. It's very exciting. Yes. Thank you, Alan Seals. And thank you to the amazing team of everybody at the Broadway podcast network for letting me join the likes of some really great Broadway legends who have shows and, and personalities who have shows. 
and we are the premier spot for content about theater and art. So congratulations on 100 episodes, Mr. Mr. Bannon. How, how does it feel? Um, interesting. I, I, I'm not someone who really stops to ever smell the roses. Is that fair to say? A I think that's very fair to say. <laughs> I don't ever, th- it's a negative trait of mine is that I never really see the growth. Like I never say like, wow, we did great. It's always, we could be doing more. We could be bigger. We could have more views. We could have more streams. Why did last week we do X amount of listens and this week we're not? It's, it's Sometimes you're very you you always are very aware of the numbers. You you like to see and it's not about the likes and things like that, but you're like who's watching, you know, that kind of thing because you always we always talk about that and I, I I do find that very interesting, but I think you do that because you care and you want to put out quality content. And I want the people who want to see it or hear it to yeah. find it. Like it is a big um pet peeve of mine that there's communities out there who may like the show or may like the people we have on and they don't get access to it because I don't reach them. So it is an, it's a never ending battle to try to find a way to connect to people. It feels overwhelming. I feel very grateful. Um, Sometimes I feel like, what the hell am I doing? (laughs) Like why I must look like a fool, but I, but I cool people talk to me. So I must not be as big of a fool as I am in my head. We are all our own critic. We all have our own doubts and insecurities and I suffer from them as well. Um, but I love it. I, I never thought I would like it, but I love it. And when I do stop and reflect, I realize that a lot of my life have prepared me for this moment. You know, Adrian loves talk shows, but I grew up loving talk shows too. I remember John Emmett's in Richfield Park, New Jersey, he, him and Matt Rogers, we went to his house after school and set up a desk and we put on my own version of the tonight show. Or if you look at VHS tapes of me, my brother's football games, or I used to narrate or announce the the games, even though I knew nothing about football, or I would mute the WWF and call the matches because I wanted to be uh, some kind of a personality in that way. And I think what people don't realize is it's a lot harder than it, it looks. It's, it's very hard to be natural. Yes. No, I, I agree with that too. And that's a great segue. Uh, Cause my next question is, can you let us know what goes into creating this podcast? Like what is not step-by-step step or, or what are, what are you, what, what does it take? What, what do you have to do? What, what is it? What is it that you can fill us in on? Um, I don't think people realize the amount of work that goes on behind the scenes. Like the video is the fun part. Like this is the fun part. Yeah. Speaking is the fun part. The interviews are the fun part. I do get sometimes nervous with an interview. If it's somebody that I don't know what their reaction is going to be. I'm very keen on their energy. So when they come on, you can tell like, oh, you're game and you're going to be fun or okay, I got to behave myself or you're a little nervous or passive or not as good at conversation. Um, The interviews start the, the process starts where we book a guest. So my show is very interview guest based. Adrian and myself are the first time we've started to do content other than interviews where we talk about pop culture or whatever. But the guest gets booked through their publicist. Sometimes I pitch a publicist or sometimes a publicist pitches me. The show is based on the success of the publicist and they are the unsung hero of the round table. They are the people who pitch me press releases and ask me to have guests. They're the ones that answer my emails. They're the ones that let me on red carpets. They're the ones that let me see projects or bring me guests. 
And then they court, they're the middle person who really goes back to the guests and says, this is his schedule. What time can you come on? So there's a lot of red tape and planning that goes into it. Tomorrow I have an interview with the two stars of Harry Potter on Broadway to find time where I can interview them. They can interview. It all is done thanks to a publicist. So then we, we put up the show, the show is done. Um, and then I edit the show myself. I do all the graphics on the show myself. I upload it to BPN myself. I upload it to YouTube myself. Let's, let's take a moment. You, it's you, you are, this is 100% Robert Michael Bannon. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is fully done where I pitch the guests. I interview the guests. I edit the content. I, I, I make the banners. I post it on social media. I, I do all of the editing. It's all done in-house. An episode that's, that's really fantastic, Robert. And I, I've told you this too. I, I don't know how you find the time to do that. And I just think it's a wonderful thing. And I know you have said that you just figured it out. And that's what I think is so amazing that you just like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to figure it out and look at what it's become. I think that's wonderful. Kudos to you. Thank you. It is, it is a labor of love. It takes time. No one is rich from being on a podcast unless you really are a big pot. You know, I'm not making millions of dollars doing this show. Yep. I the commercials that are on the show. I appreciate the the ads that are on and the, the advertisers. It's fun to be able to do commercials now, like my Spamalot commercial. Like that's very fun. I never thought that that would be a thing, but I am, um, it is. A, and when I interviewed with Alan to have this show here, he said, do two, two shows a week. And we have put out a show a day um, on here. And I'm nuts. I think that's the reality. I'm, I'm nuts. No. <laughs> um, so for those that may, like myself and, and others, for those that may want to start their own, do you have any tips and do you have any tools um, that you would prefer that you like using that you may want to share uh, with the lovely uh, audience out there right now? Yeah. Thank, that's a good question. I am so DIY podcast life. <laughs> I don't think you need to spend a ton of money on microphones. I don't think you need to spend a ton of money on lighting. I don't think you need to spend a ton of money on the best MacBook, the best editing. I think sometimes we focus so much on the way it looks and not on the doing. We need to just do it. So there are people who come on my show or that are filming it from their phone without any microphone, without anything. So um, if you are looking to start a podcast, come up with a niche, come up with a name, Go to, these are the things that I use. I use BeFunky.com to make my graphics. I know it's like a couple bucks a month. People have other ways to make graphics, but for me, I like BeFunky. It, it's easy for me to make the graphic. Um, the Broadway Podcast Network uses Megaphone. Megaphone is a part of Spotify. It is a way for the podcast to go up, and then they go out automatically to all the different ways that you listen to your podcast. So if it's through Spotify, if it's through Apple, if it's through Amazon, if it's through wherever, through my website, you can. it's easy for that to be done. My editing gets done on my MacBook with now no fancy equipment. I edit it all down on myself. If it's if, if it's through GarageBand, if it's through iMovie, it's just something simple. I don't think it needs to look good. I don't think it, it needs to sound good, but I don't think it needs to be a recording studio. I think it needs to have good content. And those are the things that that mean a lot to me. And then use social media, you know, brand yourself and, and use social media and use it as a way to get the word out. I love that answer. Smoke spoken like a true Kardashian there. Um, no, seriously, because you do, you're very good with your social media. You're excellent in, in that capacity. And 
it is just start. Even if you make mistakes, just start, just do that. Um, and I've made mistakes. Well, that's actually what I do kind of wanted to say, like, what, what are some of the challenges that you have come across, um, you know, uh, in, in doing the podcast that you would like to share with the, the audience? Well, when I first started, I, I remember, you know, this show came about because I had another show called Quarantine Cabaret and Cocktails that was done yes. during the pandemic. And I played kind of second fiddle to somebody else who, who had the idea. And we didn't, neither of us knew how to do any of this. And it was not a podcast. It was a virtual talk right. show during the pandemic. And we just did it. And I was in my basement in front of the brick wall just for fun. And I, I started to just be me. But I was very stifled in that role. You know, I was very second banana to. You did. You you had shared with me some really great ideas. And you just tried to kind of say, hey, let's try this or or let's have this person on and, you know, try and broaden people's horizons and cultures and things like that. And yes, it well. didn't work. So when, when it ended, I did miss the, the relationship with the people who watch every week. And when I started the show and I was going to do it on my own, my biggest fear was that I wasn't going to have guests. My biggest fear was that no one would come on the show. And that has not been my problem. Like I, I've been very lucky to build relationships with people and have, and the show kind of just snowballs. So if you start somewhere and you go, what I wish I knew better was how to vet your guests, because sometimes guests are not people we, that really align with the show's vision. And, mm -hmm. and I wish that we could do better in terms of, um, learning the nuances of tone and volume and 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 how to to be on on audio and video so that it's a pleasant experience you know i'm a loud jersey person and sometimes when i listen back to the audio i go okay we don't need to be screaming we don't need to be overly animated some jerseyans tend to kind of be a little loud we no, our nature. it's just the conversation that needs to be had so i i, I those are things that i still learn and red carpets I mean, we've come, A, A, A does a lot of red carpets. I always give credit to A and Mike um, for red carpets, but A does uh, a lot of red carpets with me and we have gotten a lot better at that as well. You know, we- we. Oh we, my goodness, leaps and bounds better. I mean, we were just literally, we were just like, okay, we're going to do this. And you and I looked at each other and we're like, okay, here's the phone and here's the microphone if it works. And, and again, it was a learning process. So there were things that you tried it, it didn't work. And I think it goes back to what I had said to you, like or what you had said, just try it. And, it, and we started with a $20 microphone. It was a piece of garbage, but we, but we did it, you know, a $20 microphone yes. and my style, I hate talking about myself because it's very odd, but my, but my style is very, this is about you today, my friend, hate it. my style is very different than a lot of other shows. It is a very casual show. We don't do gossip. I don't want people to feel uncomfortable. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't want people to feel uncomfortable even on the red carpet. And hey. I'm, a lover of entertainment. So I don't want to be very stoic and, and I'm not Walter Cronkite. I am not, um, you know, we're trying to have fun. And if we're open a Broadway show or we're talking to an actor or a singer, I, I want to have as much fun as the person watching. There are serious moments, but I think when people stop at the round table on a red carpet, or if you come on here, I hope they know that, that you know, it's a party. We're here to have a but good you time. also, and I think you're selling yourself a little bit short. You do your research. You really, you're almost like Howard Stern, like how Howard Stern really delves when he has his guests on. When we go to a red carpet, you have your cards, you have your stuff all ready to go. And 
I'm, it's nice to watch being behind the camera when they come on and you talk about something that they were like, how did you know that? And this, the, the thespian is very excited that you took the time it's my to, know that, to find that out about them. And I also love, it's exciting when it is a Broadway debut of someone and you always bring that up and they get so excited. And I love that interaction that you have between them. And it's just really wonderful to watch. And I think we, it doesn't have to be gossipy. We can, we still have loads of fun. We actually gossip about those around us, not so much the celebrities that are walking <laughs> on the carpet. <clears throat> just saying, very small world, very small. And nobody on the Broadway podcast, I love my Broadway podcast people, Rob, you know, from from the Art of Kindness podcast is my kind of people. He gets it. He gets what this is like. Oh, and, yes. We, lo- we like Rob. Yeah. And, you know, like there are some great people. The Broadway Podcast Network has great people on. You know, Joel Crump is, uh, has a, a podcast here. We oh, love- yes. You know, like they're, they're, we're, we're a happy place, BPN. But, you know, to go to go with that point is that research is important. I don't script my interviews here. Nope. But I have notes and, and I think it's a conversation, but yeah, I want to know where you went to school. I want to know where you grew up. I, I want to know if this is your Broadway debut. I want to know, you know, what did you, what inspired you growing up? Because I think that uh, the love is in the details. So being specific gets you a unique conversation with someone. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. And not only that, I also am going to give you more kudos. I know you really loathe this right now because when the strike was happening, you were and I were both really nervous because we're like, what's going to happen? Who's going to come and talk to us? And you were able to flip it for those that were very kind and did come and talk to us because some of them were like, listen, you know, thank you. We can't. And we and you as a SEG member respected them a thousand percent. And for those that did come over, we found other fun things to talk about. And that's where you as an interviewer comes in handy. And I, I do think you you do sell yourself a little short because you really do such a wonderful job and you make them feel at home. When we interviewed Marsha Cross, um, oh, from Scandal, um, one of your favorite people. Oh, I can't think of her name. Bellamy Young. Yes. I, those, I love watching those moments with you and Josh Groban, I, just uh, Jessica Chastain, just those small little moments are what just builds, I think, more of an audience. And again, I, I just think you really do a, a wonderful job at that. Well, and it, I'm very proud of you. You know what's weird? Um, thank you, A. I, I, what's weird about those people you mentioned, you know, I grew up being a fan of all of those people. I grew up, you know, yeah. loving Bellamy Young on Scandal. I love Josh Groban. I've sung You Raise Me Up Everywhere. <laughs> I, 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 but I don't get nervous. Ever. Oh. You never, I literally am standing there like, 
Well, not anymore, but like if it's like Jessica Chastain, I mean, she's stunningly beautiful, was super nice. She gave you a hug. You're like, Jessica gave me a hug. She was just so down to earth and wonderful. And I think we forget that, that they're just regular people who happen to be famous. Right. But I think that's right. But that's what I think about it when I, when I interview them, they are just a person who has a story to share and they're working and I'm working and we're just going to have a human interaction. I think it's very uncomfortable to listen to or watch people who are not genuinely authentically who they are. When you put on an air and you try to be something you're not, I think it's very, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what has been, all right. So we're going to, we're going to end on a happy, not ending, but what was your, do you have a least favorite yes. moment? Oh, oh, okay. Let's go. I'm ready for this. <laughs> you don't have to name names if you don't want to. Oh, yes, we are. Oh, I love it. Um. So, yeah, if I was on Watch What Happens Live, I'm not pleading the fifth. I'm answering. Yes, um, uh, Andy Cohen, uh, bravo. Like, Robert needs to be the bartender on there. Let's well, go. I'm, I'm pushing for it. I'm working. You got to be on there. You got to do it. Listen, Marge or Rachel, or uh, anyone from New Jersey Housewives, Melissa, have Robert on when you guys are on the show. He could be the bartender. Come on. <laughs> See? Hey, you're a publicist in your own head, in your own way. I, um, so I don't, we we just talked, me and A just talked about drag queens, and I give my controversial opinion about RuPaul's Drag Race, and I never watched the show, and I'm not a good gay like that, and blah, blah, blah. So um, one, a, a really great publicist uh, does a lot of drag Queens and it has become friends of mine and, and gives us a lot of, a lot of guests for in the world of dragon and, and in, in songs. And I never do, did research on this person because I didn't realize that there were canceled drag Queens in the world. Like, oh yes. So I just thought like, if you won the show, you must be a loved drag queen. Oh. And if you have albums that have sold millions of copies, you must be a loved drag queen. And, you know, drag race would have put someone and win that is not a nice human being. So I did have, I did have Sharon Needles on the show and Sharon did come on late. She would not show her face. She only did it via phone. And she said some really terrible, crazy, crazy town things. And the publicist was on the phone with me. Oh. And when it ended, he said, Thank you for handling that like a professional. That was really hard. And I put it out and buried it because I didn't, I I didn't, everyone is allowed to tell their story. And just because you come on the show doesn't mean you share my opinion and we share an opinion. You know, Waldo had the Ku Klux Klan on and got punched on the face on, he didn't, he didn't agree with them. It was a conversation. Oprah has had people on who doesn't agree with her, but it's a conversation. Right. We're going to disagree. And this is, you are allowed to just have an opinion, but you're not allowed to hate on my show. No. You're not allowed to be racist, sexist, homophobic uh, on the show. Right. And um, I learned my lesson to to double check uh, the guests a little bit that we can't have everyone. Right. No. And that's, listen. And and again, it was a learning curve. And and that Ooh. sometimes, yeah, that that's, just don't forget the people are not voting for the, for the winner. It's RuPaul. <clears throat> just oh. saying. Now A's giving RuPaul shade. Woo, little, little shade. Um, so what, what's one of your, you, and you can name more than one. Um, what's your, what has been your most fun? I have two. Your most fun moment. And what was your most like heartwarming moment? Oh, these are hard. I should have thought about this. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite moment. Um, 
my favorite moments, uh, interviews in the studio, as I say, as it's not a studio, but you know, like in here, um, has definitely been Lunell. Lunell is my homegirl. Oh. She is the best. She was here to play, and we kikied it up like nobody's business. When she told me that she sucked the director's finger to be <laughs> Borat to get Borat's role and pulled the behind the scenes that she couldn't say she wasn't the prostitute for six months because they needed to keep the story. Like it was a very fascinating interview. She was very kind. How that came about, <clears throat> I was watching BET. Nick Cannon did a, a Christmas movie and Lunell was one of the church people at church mothers. And she was so funny. And I DM'd up, I took a picture and I said, Lunell is funny and everything she does. She re reposted it. And then I DM'd her and said, I want you to come on my show. She sent me her publicist information and it took like four months, but that's, wow. you know, it's always about networking, 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 networking. Right. Uh, nine out of 10 times you'll get turned down. People won't answer you, but you have to be in it to win it. You have to just keep trucking along and build good relationships and good interviews with people get you more people to interview because they have right. a good experience. Um, I love Sherry Shepard. Uh, she's a sweetheart and it was a great interview. I, I love, people seem to really love Barry Boswick eating the hot dog. It was the most dramatic <laughs> random moment. It was never planned. I did not know he was going to eat a Frankfurter and say he was Frankfurter. I did not, I don't, or was, you know, I, I don't know those moments, but those are definitely some of the moments that stand out for me. What were you going to pick? Me? Oh my goodness. Uh, the, the Frankfurter is a good one. Lunell, and I have to say, I, because, and I, I uh, had always known who she was, but I did start to follow her on social media. She is one funny lady. Let me tell you, she heard, she was just on vacation. I love following her and her family. Yes. I love that she lets you in and shares. And, and you do that as well too. You share a lot of your life um, as well. And people don't have to do that. And I just, I thought that was really sweet, but I know she, she definitely, um, is is a fan of yours so oh my gosh i don't know well what about like are there any red carpets that stood out to you that you really enjoyed doing yes i yes i mean i know for ame it was a big deal to be at the tribeca film festival we had a lot of fun oh, yeah. at at the uh, film festival we learned speak about learning curve we learned about how those things operate so those new things um and broadway openings uh some of them have been really amazing you know like what you know i got to speak to barry even if it was 30 seconds to speak to manilo was everything um you know what once upon a one more time the red carpet was longer than the show lasted but we had fun we had that was probably that was probably my most fun and i think because we were also kind of like indoors a little bit so it made it a little bit easier and a very fun festive um carpet and jaja's was one of my favorite oh, carpets. oh my gosh taraji and uh and Corey Hawkins, and oh, if I could interview Taraji. And we, we saw Danielle Brooks briefly. Yes, with Danielle Brooks, and you know, uh, we, Jaja was a star-packed carpet. It was, it's just, and it, it really is, it, it, it starts out, it's kind of slow, and yeah. then, forget it, all bets are off. It's, it's chaos. It is, it is a very fast-moving, quick, you do not have time to think. You have to be on your feet, and you have to just attack and jump because mm -hmm. you know you have to be the the greasy wheel blah 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 whatever the expression is that's what it that's what it is and i'm always looking out of here like okay who's next who's coming yeah. 
just sometimes because I'm a little more TV than Robert is. So if I notice someone, I'm like, oh, that's so-and-so. Like the gentleman, uh, what's his name, uh, who looks like Mark Ruffalo. He literally looked like a homeless person and he was on Jaja's carpet. And uh, Noah Centono, Centano, whatever his name was. And he did not come over because the strike was happening, but he waved. And, you know, I, I try to help Robert out in those situations because he is in the know, but sometimes. No, I'm not. He's a little behind the curve, just a little bit. A lot. Just sometimes. So, okay, I want your top five favorite guests that you have had on. That's so hard. Five. That's not too. I don't even remember who's done this damn show. <laughs> um, uh, oh, that's such a good question. Uh, I, I'm. Can I cheat? Can I look at who's been you on You can cheat show? a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Robert, it's been how many episodes? So, yeah. Well, I did say Lunell. You did say Lunell. So you got one. So four more. And I do love Sherry. Yes. And it was I was very honored that Sherry came on my show. because That she was a was, really, really great interview. And she has her own show. So, you know, I, I, I really appreciate it. Or, you know what? Let me, let me retract that. Because I know you have favorites. But what were your five most favorite interviews? Like the whole, not just the person, the whole interview of, it, uh, of itself. Um, I really loved talking to Kelly Price. Kelly Price, you know, is a Grammy, it's is a superstar singer. We sat for an hour and 20 minutes and she told all like she, and now she's went crazy because she's speaking about the gospel community and she's, she is not afraid to hold back. And I love her. Um, Angelica Ross is a great interview. Oh, lovely person. Always an amazing interview has done, been on the show three times. Yes. Always very excited and grateful to be on the show. I love Kaylin Allen. Kaylin Allen gives good conversation. Kaylin Allen has been on twice now and always gives good talk. So I, I, I good energy. He, his vibe is so great. And you guys really do a, a phenomenal interview. Uh, Javier Munoz, who, who Hamilton, HIV and cancer advocate. Yes. Great interviews. Great. Justin Guarini is a great interview. Oh, we love Justin. Yes. So, you know, I have Mark Summers was a great interview. Jody Benson was a great interview. Anna Maria Horsford is a great interview. You know, like I have had Wendell Pierce is a great interview. I have had Ricky, uh, Ricky Minor, Whitney's band leader for a hundred years, sat for an hour and talked about Whitney. You know, there have been moments on the show that have been really special interviews. So I, I, I'm very grateful. Jennifer Holiday is a trip. Uh, oh, Jennifer. So, so they're, they're Chaz Palminteri, Isaac Mizrahi. You know, that goes on and on and on. And I'm very lucky to have had a chance to talk to them. What I know we kind of, we touched on this a little bit. What is the recipe though, Robert? What's the recipe that makes a great <laughs> podcast? What Ooh. are the ingredients? Um, entertainment. And you need to represent the person listening. I am not Robert Bannon who gets to sing places and go to red carpets. And I, I never look at myself as their level. I, I don't, it makes sense. Like I am not a, com- a comrade, even though some of them become friends. Some yes. of them are very sweet. Some of them reach out. Some of them are excited to talk to me. Like I'm excited to talk to them, but I never will let that get to my head. I am always a fan. I am always representing the viewer. I always want to be excited to talk to them. I always want to ask questions that I think the people want to hear. And I always want it to be entertaining. I don't ever want it to be about me. I had a bad experience in the past show with a co-host that made everything about them. This is my new faucet. This is my new shoes. 
this is my new this, this is my new that. That is not fun for people to watch. And if I talk about my personal life in the first 20 minutes, a la Regis and Kathy Lee, Kelly, Mark, whatever, yeah. <laughs> is, that is the moment where it's me and you having a conversation as a viewer. I never want to take away the shine of the guest. It's their moment. They're a guest in my house and I want to hear about them. I love that. That is, that is really great. And I think you are very, cause I say to you, um, you are kind of famous. I know you, you say no. Yes, you are. When we were on the red, our last red carpet, or maybe not uh, that we did together uh-huh. and we were just standing there getting ready. And there was a gentleman behind us and I thought he was part of this. And you literally just got there and he's like, hey, Robert Bannon, blah, blah, blah. Hey, you know, and I said, oh, is he on here? And Robert's like, I don't know who that is. And he was a fan. You know, he he had watched us and he was talking about our Harmony Press Day where I wore Barry Manilow socks and he watches and listens to us on the round table. Can I give a shout out to the people who watch us every single week? You know, there's, there's, yeah. a, there's a core group of ladies who are here day in and day out that that have really supported the show. They're in here when nobody else is around. And I want to thank, they called them, I didn't give them the name. They call themselves the round tablers. And I am really grateful for the people who have watched it every week, every week. That's awesome. They, they, they are, they are really. But I'm not famous. Well. But I'm grateful. You are a little bit. You've come a long way. Oh, that's true. Okay. From, from I mean, you, you yourself are also a performer. Yes. Besides being an interviewer. So yes. um that's right. Go to com. stream right. albums. <laughs> speaking speaking of your fans, because you do have a really solid fan base. And I think that's so important because and they're so positive, uh, some of them. Um, do you have <laughs> do you have a best fan interaction? Or maybe one that might have made you cringe at one point in time? You could do the cringy one first. Okay. <laughs> You like that one? <laughs> Adrian's trying to get me in trouble. I have had to block people. Yes. Um, I guess That's when you know you've made it. <laughs> I, I get weird DMs. I do get weird DMs. Yeah. I just recently got one where someone said, I have a girlfriend, but your face is intriguing in the way you hold your hands in the round table picture. You know, weird. Um, I've had to block uh, someone who was sending me, who Googled my address, which the address you get when you Google me is not where I live. So, but I, um, but I was getting mail and I've gotten fan mail. I've gotten mail when my album yes. came out to sign ma- CDs or whatever. That's really sweet. And it shocks me because I used to do that as a kid. But when you send me like pictures of like dead animals and love notes and there have been scary moments right. and people are, it's Oprah used to say I'm in people's living room or kitchen every day. So they think they know me. So when I, when I, I understand that, like I share my life. So people think we're that I know them. And as long as they're, they're respectful and they're not, you know, the killer. um, I'm excited to talk to you. I, 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 this question makes me so uncomfortable because. (laughs) Well, so so that's your cringiest, but do you have, do you have a favorite fan interaction or moment that you would like to share? You know, my fifth grade students think I'm a, a big deal, which I find so funny. And um, and and I guess it's cute to see it in their eyes because they see me talking to people that they know. And and I'm a fifth grade teacher at heart. You know, like I'm I'm a fifth grade teacher in New Jersey, and that's what I always say on the show. Like I am. Wendy Williams used to say, 
I'm just Wendy from, you know, New Jersey. I think that there's something to that. Yes. I, I, um, my favorite fan interactions are when people do stuff for me, like people have been very generous, not in the scary dead animal ways, but I have gotten some really special things. If it's Christine giving me round table coasters and Christmas tree ornaments, or, you know, lattes is, gives me my pride nutcracker or a piece of Broadway art or stuff like um, a, a fan of the show that we used to do quarantine cabaret and cocktails, you know, she sent me, she made me a, a painting. I was just going to say the painting. Yes. And that's, that's really sweet yeah. and thoughtful. And, and I think that's a wonderful thing too, because you know me, I, I am a fan too. And I just think when you can share that because they appreciate you and be respectful, I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah. I'm really grateful. It's very sweet that people would go out of their way. And I know it's weird. I know you always say like, it's weird. Like I can't. And again, you're, but, but you, that's because you are a genuine, authentic person. Weird. And I say that about you all the time. Uh, and I will continue to say that about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'm going to save that question for last. <clears throat> I'm going to scratch my nails out of my fingers. This no, no, no. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So here's a question. Would you do anything differently if you started this today? Like if you knew then what you know now? Would you have, would you do anything differently? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think I would have, I, I, I'm still not good at this. I'm not good at asking for, I'm good at asking for help about certain things. I, I'm not good at giving up control. And and I think if there was a team with this show from the beginning where I felt comfortable delegating, like you're in charge of editing and you're in charge of social media and, and all that stuff costs money, which is another yes. thing. But um I wish I had uh, more. I wish I was I was able to give up control. I'm learning to kind of let go and let God. I'm not good at it, and I am am learning that in my personal life and my professional life. Like sometimes you got to just enjoy the ride. You can't yeah. always be behind the steering wheel, and um, that's a deep reasons why we are like that. Control freaks usually come from trauma or issues or trust issues or whatever. But I wish I could just stay in the moment and enjoy the moment. I I started to look back on years, like at the end of the year, like how we grew from a year because we don't see it on the day to day. We don't see the progress. So um, I wish I could, I wish I could divvy this pie up a little bit more and I still can. I still can. Yes. Yes. You, 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 you have done a little here and there, which is, which is good, but it is also your baby. So I can, I can also attest to that where, if I want to do something, I'm going to do it because I don't trust someone else to do it the right way. Yeah. And that's how I feel. And I, I, mean, get it. I, I do understand that. I'm a very hard, uh, I am not patting myself on the back, but I work hard. So like I, you and I'm very, I'm very impatient. So like, if I'm going to want something done, I would rather just do it. So it's done than wait for someone to fit it into their schedule. It's very hard for me to be like, they got it. No, I have 15 minutes. I'm going to do it. And it's very hard for me to not be like, and thank you for sharing that because I know that's very vulnerable to, to share that. And it's not easy because, you know, people see the finished product and they're like, wow, you must have such a great team. And you're like, hi, it's me. Yeah. Like, you know, that's that. But that's an amazing thing. But hopefully maybe now in the future, you can figure out those avenues to do that. But like you said, it costs money to do that, yeah. which is why you need some sponsors. So that's yeah. why I'd like to take this moment. It's not really a question, <clears throat> but Robert. Are there any brands that you particularly like or, you know, something like that? Because, you know, I know we won't say their name because they tried to get a wine or whatever. We don't need wine. We need, but we could use a sponsor, someone. 
I would love a sponsor. Hey, I, you know, Renee Taylor. Yes. Renee Taylor of the nanny. Yes. And me were friends for a moment. We had a celebrity feud. We have a celebrity feud. (laughs) She robbed my recording equipment and she forgot about it because we saw her on a red carpet and she doesn't even know who I am. And that's okay. Cause she's 117 years old. But the, know, point, yes. the point is we were friends and she taught me something. Oh. She said, when she goes to a restaurant, she calls the restaurant. She asks to speak to their PR and she tells them that she's coming because she gets a free appetizer. And I, and she did it at Italy and we did eat a free appetizer. Wow. And then my brother was getting married and she said, tell them it's a celebrity wedding and it's going to be featured in the press and get a price down. And I found this the funniest shit ever that she was, and that's what celebrities do. Now I am not of that ilk and no. I could get my brother a free wedding because, and if I could get a free wedding, trust me, I'm getting married. I would get a free wedding for me. Yes. But, I, <laughs> but what I, but what I do think is good is that brands, especially nowadays have opened up their minds to podcasts, social media influencers, TikTokers, YouTubers. It's not the old school Super Bowl commercial that makes an impact as much as it used to back in the day. So would I like a brand? Yeah, I think that Broadway shows and I think that movie, you know, AMC theaters and and, and streaming yes. forums and we are a place of records. We are a place that talks about entertainment. So if you are, and I have gotten a lot of free tickets and I'm very grateful. I've gotten a lot of I, I good experiences if it's Disney on Ice, if it's Madame Tussauds, if it's people have, you know, I've gotten to see a lot of cool stuff. And 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 and, and my favorite thing is that I get to bring people I love with me. It is a joy uh, of mine to be able to bring people to a Broadway show or bring people to a concert and they get to see or meet somebody that they love is one of the perks of doing this. So yes, come on. I drink a lot of diet soda. I, I was to- just going to say diet Coke. Don't be shy. Come on now, diet Coke. We, we you know. Diet Coke. <laughs> I go to Dunkin' Donuts every day every day my Darius, my Duncan, come on now my my fiance said i wish the people at dunkin donuts would have a crush on you so they give you free coffee to keep the dunkin donut <laughs> bill down <laughs> the dunkin is what i spend the most money on i sponsor me right just a little something just or like you said have a little commercial you know you amc theaters coffee? you go you go to the movies often you, hey, let's, you know, Regal Cinemas, whatever that may be. I'm just saying, you know, little something, you know, out there, just a little, a little push. Or how about Soiree? Hey there, you know, just saying. I like that. They're good. They're, yes. Come on, Marge. Just saying. Listen, I'm trying to help you out here. You I hear know, you. I, know I always try to, to find that angle for you. Somebody pay me. I'm here for it. Right. Um, <laughs> did you like that? Okay. Um, do you have any favorite podcasts? I mean, I, I know you're very busy, so it is oh, difficult geez. for you to listen. Um, I love all the podcast. As I say at the end, I love the Broadway podcast network. I love the art of kindness. I really do love Rob and listen to Rob's podcast. He does a really great job. He had Carol Burnett and I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit of a hater. I, um, <laughs> I, uh, I do. I, and you know, I had, I had a conversation with a really great woman and I listened to her podcast uh, about moms. It's, she's coming up on here, you know, that, oh. She, she, and she talked to like Taylor Dane and Elizabeth Gilbert about motherhood and what is it like to be a working mom? I, I think that there are really great people who do conversations like that. Um, I love, I love entertainment. So I like people that do interviews or, or, or have conversations. I don't listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't listen to a lot of YouTubers and TikTokers. A tries to get me to, I don't um, follow it 
as much because I'm usually creating this. You're creating oh. the you're creating the art. So, but that's where I come in because I'm like, did you listen to Smart List today? Did yeah. you hear who they had on? And when people send me guests, Adrian and and people who watch, you know, Robbie Benson is on the roundtable. Um, Robbie Benson's on the roundtable because Marie Lange, who is watches the show every week, grew up obsessed with Robbie Benson. So if I can get Robbie Benson to come on and say to Robbie Benson, Marie's watching and she loves you, that gives me joy. You know, we so love I, Marie. Marie's a, a, a wonderful, wonderful friend and fan. She's yes. a lovely lady. Yes. So I, I do take the recommendations and I do send requests. I know. You've been trying that. hard, John Gallagher Jr. You've been <laughs> trying really hard, I know. <laughs> um, so... What is something that we can look forward to in the, in, we're in now 2024, which is crazy. What can we look forward to um, with the future uh, on uh, Broadway Podcast Network? Oh boy, there's about 172 uh, Broadway openings happening. Um, so, you know, if it's The Notebook, if it's Water for Elephants, if it's, um, if it's The Wiz coming back to Broadway, you know, we are here for all of that. So I look forward to being on a bunch of red carpets and, and really ushering in this season. Really special, close to my heart, opening this year is Lapika by Matt Gould and, and Carson Kreitzer and directed by by um, by Rachel uh, uh, Chafkin, who directed Hadestown. Matt is going to be doing a special series with me uh, in addition to the round table where we're going to talk about how he created the show and why he created the show. And it kind of, I saw a, the cast. <gasps> yeah, good fun cast and Amber Mon and, 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 and all of these amazing um, people that are going to be in the show. Natalie Joy Johnson is going to be on Broadway. Thank you, Jesus. She's so amazing. Such where these people have been with the show for a long time. And Eden is a superstar and I'm really excited for Lumpika. So I'm ready for their opening. I'm ready for the, the press that comes with Lumpika. And then, you know, we do have, there are a, a reality stars and there are Broadway stars and there are, you know, influencers that are all lined up to be, this show is booked over a month in advance. So it's like, it is, it is, you know, it, it continues to grow. So there'll be a lot of content. And then for me, you know, my pride show is coming to 54 below again and, and yes. soon and my music is streaming and I'm always tinkering and thinking of ways that I can create new music and, and do new things and new shows and pride, you know, if you are in um, Detroit or if you're in, William Patterson University is doing a Pride Festival for the first time and I'm performing at it. Um, you know, there, there are always a lot of events to come. So just stay on top of it at Robert M. Bannon on Instagram or at robertbannon.com. That's really amazing. That's phenomenal for, for William Patterson to be doing that. Yeah. And for you to go back as an alum, I think that's yeah. great. Uh, Chewy, don't eat the mac and cheese. Sorry, <laughs> your dog is eating the mac and cheese off the table. Um <laughs> live, 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 live. We are live. Um, so... This is the question I wanted to save for the end. Oh boy. What are, and I'm only asking four or five and Barry doesn't count. Well, kind of. What are your top five dream, dream guests, dream guests that you could have? And what would be the one question you would ask each of them? Two-parter. He's literally eating the macaroni and cheese. <laughs> that would drive me insane. Um, I, uh, so I had <clears throat> Oprah Winfrey, it, you know, if she's in the Illuminati or not, now she's never doing my show. Cause I just said that, but if she's, if she is, she, uh, I had a relationship with her executive at one point. I had a, I had a little bit of a relationship with her executive director, her, her chief of staff. 
Amy. And and when I was going through a really hard time, you know, if you heard my story, if you know my history, I was married, I was divorced, I had a process of coming out, I, I had a, a very difficult journey back to performing. And at one point, I had gone to the Oprah Live Your Life tour in Miami, and I met Oprah with my ex-wife. And we took a picture, and I was so bummed that that afterwards Oprah signed it and I, and all of this stuff. And I was like, and now we have this bitter divorce and I, I can't hang this picture up anymore. So I cropped her out and I sent it to Amy and Amy, uh, the day I got divorced, FedEx came and delivered me a package. And when I opened the package, it was the picture from Oprah with a note that said, life goes on and gets better. And wow. it's like, she's a psychic. And, um, and I, I want, to, I, I want to have her on not to say like, well, I have Oprah or that she's so famous or whatever, but I wanted to have her on to ask, you know, the journey, her journey, and in, in, in not that it's any way near mine because I'm not Oprah, but like her journey from what she used to do to how she became kind of the self-help, like finding your peace and your joy and, and what, what prompted her to be that way. Because I feel more in line with my purpose on this show than I have ever done on a stage. I love to sing. My show is not inspirational in the way that this show is. My show, my concerts are like a party. Like I want you to come and have a martini and dance and sing and they're very informal and they're very fun. And I tell body stories and I make fun of everybody and myself. It's in a different way than this. So I wanna know how she transitions into that. So yeah, I, I want, I, I would love to speak to her. Who do I love? I love, um, oh God, she's put up a one. That means that there are four more. Four more. Um, music wise, they'll never come, they'll never come on the show, but I love Elton. I love Steven Tyler. I, I, I love, you know, the people that, that are singers that I have really loved. And I, I love to know their journey and how they wrote, wrote their music. So I would want to say to them, what's your process question I ask on this show? What's your process? How do you write? What comes first? Where are you? Do you record it in a phone? Like things like that. I'm very into the, the how to the, the, what makes things happen? What is the things that happen? I finished the Stry Sam will never do my, this is a ridiculous list, but I finished her book. I read it all like all the good gays out there. And I, you know, she talks so much about the, the misconceptions about her being a perfectionist versus someone who just really cares and how she, she's not difficult to work with. She just has a very clear vision and she really lays out how hard she fought to make the movies that she made and how it was not easy for her. And that's a fascinating journey. And her interviews have been so good with Howard Stern or with Gail, et cetera. So I would love to sit with someone uh, and have those kind of deep, deep rooted conversations. Who else do I want to talk Clive. to? Not Barry Manilow. Those are three. Clive. Oh, you know, Clive Davis. Well, hey, you know, we get shady with me and Adrian, but Clive, you know, is a controversial person as time has gone on because, yeah. you know, I wonder a little bit about his journey into his sexuality. And you look at Barry Manilow, who came out at 78 years old. And, you know, it says Clive kind of told him to be quiet. Clive didn't come out about his sexuality. Now you have the allegations about Diddy out there. And Clive was the subsidiary parent company of Bad Boy. Diddy was still invited to the Clive party. Now here comes AME and the gossip. That's what happens when we, so like Clive is, but his story and his journey and his book moved me incredibly much so. And I, Oh, and I would just want to know about Whitney. You know, we both yeah. share a love of fans, Miss Whitney. Fans, fans, fans. And, and uh, I mean, like I said, so this would be anyone would you have Wendy on? Yes, that's my fifth person. <laughs> you know, I went to the first one. I me, I live in New York City. I live in New Jersey, outside of New York City. And I go back to Wendy from Hot 97 to WBLS to when she was left for dead and was, was doing gossip in Philly because of Diddy. And, you know, she then I went to her very first recording, uh, a taping of her talk show. And me and Mike went. 
There was no guest. There was some soap person, soap opera star. It was the first show. They gave everyone as a giveaway a package of Q-tips. I swear, I swear on my mother. It was a package of Q-tips. <laughs> and Wendy kind of cycled and circled around my life. Like she lived in this area. I would see her at Riverside. I would see her at the Short Hills Mall. Uh, we would go to see her if we went to her comedy night back in the day. Before. Yes. And her book signings too. We went to her book, book signings. Signing. So when she had the talk show and everyone would watch and be like, she's never going to make it. This is never going to be successful. Um, she she is controversial because she gives her opinion and anyone who gives their opinion and she's a little crazy and she's really gone crazy as God yeah. time goes on. But having a point of view and saying it like you mean it is something that's not easy to do. And she was done it in a very entertaining way. So you either watched it and loved her or you watched it to love to hate her, but you watched. And, and I, that's, I, I, that's something that I loved about her and I, I wish her well. I, I do hope she's, she's getting ha- healthy. Uh, I know she's, she is older and has some, some, some challenges, but I, you, you got me into Wendy. So I was like, who is this lady? And then listening to her and then you'd call in on the radio and I'd be like, is that Robert on the radio? Yes. I would call in. I would send faxes. I would write, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? How you yep. doing? On the top, so that I got a way to her to get her attention. And I would give my opinion or ask questions. You know, I love that. I, I love that part of, of, of this whole thing. There's a part of me that wishes I'm not someone who should give advice, but like, I love advice. Like ask Wendy. Oh my God. That was the best part of the show. Yes. I mean, when she, listen, also the first 20 minutes of her doing her hot topics, no one, no one did it like Wendy did it. And no one in recently has, and that's okay. That's fine. Wendy can own that. They try, they can't do it. Can't do it. But when those people would stand up and she'd give them the look, it was just, but she was being authentic. She was not being fake. And an hour of a, of a talk show. She would do Mondays with no guests. Not every talk show host can do an hour of television without a guest on the couch. It takes a lot of chutzpah to talk to a camera for an hour and not have anyone else to talk to. That takes that takes a talent. It's not as easy as it looks. Try to do it. It is not as easy as it looks. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Well, Robert, that was, I wanted to end on a high note. So there you go. Congratulations. Thank, Thank you for- you bringing me along this this crazy ride i can't wait to see what this this next year will bring for us and i am so looking forward to everything and you deserve all of this greatness that is coming to you uh with your engagement because i'm so happy for you and darius and i i just i i can't wait for because there are so many wonderful things coming your way i'm just so excited and i'm happy to be a part of it and i'm so grateful you're here and i think everybody who watches it my own family my own friends you know, the A's and the Mike's and, and, and all of the people, my mom's and my dad's and my brother and my sister and all. And, and now my fiance, who is co-signs on this crazy, he watches. I got to give him a shout out. And I know I talk about him a lot and I'm sure he cringes every time, but I have to give him a shout out. I used to be with somebody who who never watched one episode of my show. Ever. Never listened. This man, when I got in his car, he was... I look at his phone and the first recommended thing that comes up is the round table. He has w- listened to all hundred podcasts. He is here every week and he must be mentally ill to co-sign on my crazy. No, no, no. I am a kook, but I hope it's in the best way. And I'm really grateful because he has never stifled me. He doesn't want to share the spotlight. He does not want to be, he's not an attention seeking person. He does not want to be on the show. He doesn't, but he lets me be me. And that is the greatest gift you can give someone. And I want to say to everyone out there that everything happened for a reason. Now I can kind of sit back and smell the roses 
because I put in years of the work. So now it's kind of a machine that kind of has taken off and does its own thing. And now I can take a moment and, and balance my life. I'm grateful that this happened to me now because three years ago when I was building this, I wouldn't have been able to do it all. Now it's kind of worked and everything happens in its time and in, in its divine order. And you know, the, my first album is called Unfinished Business and my second album is called Rewind because we sometimes have to look back and we need to see what we didn't finish or what we did or why and to go forward. And I, I just say this to everyone. I used to say this at the end of my shows, like everyone has something they want to do and they're afraid to do it. And it's about taking that first step. And for me, it led me here. And for you, it's going to lead you to something too. So don't be scared. We pivot. We take a chance. We move. We change. The lady I spoke to today was a lawyer. Now she hosts a podcast and does podcasts around the country. You know, she, you never know where the road is going to take you. And I, and I think that that inspiration, I hope rubs off on somebody that they get up and, and do what they, they've always dreamed of doing. I love that. That is so amazing. And I'm just so happy that you have someone now to share in all of these wonderful things going forward. It just Ooh. makes my heart very happy. Yeah. It is, it's weird and wonderful because it's so unbelievable to me. I, I, I hate to talk about, it's something that's very private and, and special to me. So it's it's something uncomfortable for me to talk about because it's like when you guard something you really care about. But I'm also really like proud, maybe for the first time ever, uh, of this really like this is this is mine. This is my baby. Like this is my relationship that I dreamed about. So I'm really lucky that I have that. And then I and I'm really lucky that I have all of you and, and this platform because it's not lost on me that it is rare air that people would tune in and listen to somebody and to be in these places. And sometimes when I look on the carpet and there's five or six or eight or 10 other outlets, you know, they can have anybody and they have us. And I'm, I'm grateful for the people who listen, the people who will let us be there and uh, all the people who help me. The best truly is yet to come. Yes. It truly is. And speaking of to come, you know, if you're, if you're a fan of the housewives today, Jackie Goldschneider confirmed for next Thursday. So the, oh yes. So Jackie Goldschneider from The Real House with New Jersey talking about her book and fighting her eating disorder. Plus A and myself will be live at a bowling alley with Paul Rudd. So excited. So next Thursday, you know, watch the round table on YouTube and, and, and we have MJ Harris coming on to talk about his new book. And we have Melba Moore, who's a Tony winner, who's a legend. And we have the, the cast of Harry Potter. And we have so much stuff on the way. So just stick around to the roundtable right here on the Broadway Podcast Network. That's it. We did it. A, tell the people, what is our catchphrase at the show? I said it once, but go ahead. End the show. Oh, my goodness. The, is it the best is yet to come? That's it. The best Thank is you. yet to come. <laughs> And we'll see you next time right here on the roundtable. That's the wrong button. It's this button. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org, because only together we rise.